So what we do is we wear a lack of sleep like a badge of honor. Oh, let me tell you about my morning routine. Let me tell you about how little I sleep. If you are leading sleepy, you're leading tired, that is not a badge of honor. It's stupidity. Okay, it's not leadership effectiveness. It doesn't make you better than anyone else. It makes you stupid. Welcome to the Next Level Leader Podcast, where I want to help you escape average and lead at the next level. There's more in you, and it's time that you learn to lead at your full potential. So join me on this next level journey as we learn to escape average one day at a time. It's time to grow to the next level. The world is waiting. Hello, and welcome to the Next Level Leader Podcast. Uh, I'm Corey, and today I'm joined by Jeff Cochran, and we want to discuss one of the most overlooked characteristics of leadership. Uh, It's something that we as leaders have experienced, have overlooked, underestimated, and undervalued. And it's just, it's one of those things that as most people who lead in this generation, most people who lead in this time, uh, they don't even consider how important it is. So Jeff, um, why don't you tell our wonderful listeners what we're talking about today? Yeah, man. Well, this is one of those things in leadership that not only gets overlooked, but you and I have learned the hard lessons of uh, what can happen when you overlook it the hard way. Yeah. Um, but really today we're talking about that most overlooked leadership separator. This is going to determine how well or how poorly you lead, yet most of us will never really think about it in terms of of a leadership quality or in terms of leadership development, and that's rest. Rest. The way we rest, the quality of rest that we get, the way we teach those we lead to rest has huge ramifications on not only our leadership, but our productivity and uh, probably biggest, our effectiveness, right? You cannot be productive. You cannot be effective long-term and you cannot be a leader who develops other healthy leaders without first learning the importance of rest. Uh, But most of us overlook it because rest, when I first said that, probably most of our listeners are thinking, that doesn't feel right as a leadership principle. True. It doesn't feel right as a leadership quality because most of us think of rest as something that's incompatible or at least incongruent with leadership. We think, you know, leadership development, we're thinking about the 15 traits that I wrote about in Next Level Leader. We're, mm-hmm. we're thinking about thousands of other things that people have written about, written blogs, articles, books about leadership. But very few people talk about rest. And, and actually, I would say this, Corey, Most of the leaders that I know, the most high capacity people I know, wear a lack of rest and a lack of sleep like a badge of honor. Yeah. Okay. And I did this. I was guilty of this for a long time. Okay. I thought I needed to be like those leaders. And what we would do is we would talk about and almost compare um, how little rest we were Mm -hmm. functioning on. And for years, I functioned on four hours of sleep or less a night. Okay. I went to bed late. I was answering emails late. I would get up early. I would work out. I had the morning routine. I would do all the things that great leaders tell you you need to do about your morning routine. I hustled, right? That word of of hustle. And I'm a big fan of hustle, but I hustled like crazy until one day I realized that my lack of sleep wasn't helping me. We were wearing it as a badge of honor, but it was actually hurting me. It was hurting the other young leaders around me who are looking to me, okay? So what we do is we wear a lack of sleep like a badge of honor. 
oh, let me tell you about my morning routine. Right. Let me tell you about how little I sleep. So the, what really one of the first things, and we'll, we'll start out this way. This may be a little controversial. Um, some of our listeners may not like this. But if you are leading sleepy, you're leading tired, that is not a badge of honor. It's stupidity. Okay, it's not leadership effectiveness. It doesn't make you better than anyone else. It makes you stupid. Okay, yeah. Literally leading with 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 little sleep, not enough sleep, not get enough rest. It makes you stupid because there's very little difference between leading drunk and leading tired. Okay, you can actually look at tons of different scientific studies. There's very little difference. We get to a certain point where we're leading tired. It's the same as leading drunk. We would never show up to work drunk. Sure. Most leaders that I know would never attempt that. Yet we show up essentially drunk every day because we don't sleep well. But rest is about more than sleep. Rest is also about refilling your cup. It's about doing things that rejuvenate you. It's about being at your best, being able to think well, being able to see well, being able to creatively solve the problems and find solutions uh, to the problems that are plaguing your team, your business, your nonprofit whatever that is. Yet in today's world, what do we hear about? We don't hear about leaders resting well. I I would dare you to find me more than three articles that talk about leadership and rest. Most people don't talk about it, but you can find book after book, article after article, podcast after podcast about hustling, about your morning routine, about all of those things. Those things are good. I don't want to discount them, but I really do believe the most overlooked leadership separator between the great leaders, the average leaders, and the poor leaders is those that learn how to leverage rest in a positive way. That's so good. You know, you mentioned something about healthy leaders Mm -hmm. because we've all, you know, been victims or been perpetrators of this. When we are running on four hours, two hours, you know, all those things for long periods of time. Um, we aren't very effective. That's We're right. definitely not healthy. Um, when I wouldn't get a lot of sleep, when I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm super short and irritable and cranky. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing that with the people that I lead, I'm not only telling them that it's okay to be that way. I'm also perpetrating that that's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I learn to, and as I've been learning to sleep, to rest, to find ways to rejuvenate, Those are the times when I'm able to lead with love and grace and clarity. That clarity is really, really important because a lot of people don't have that clarity because there's such a fog going on. That's right. And you don't realize you're in that fog until you finally get rest, Mm -hmm. right? So until you get rest, you don't realize you're in the fog, but everybody else does. And actually, you think you're accomplishing more. I'm accomplishing more and more and more because I'm working on my day off. I'm working on vacation. I'm sleeping less. And actually, you're becoming less effective with the hours that you have. I would put myself up today against City One. I'll tell you some unpopular leadership things that I'll tell you are helping my leadership. Okay. Right. And and now I'm the guy that a lot of times comes into organizations to help them think more clearly. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I think it's healthy for leaders to do these things. But this is super unpopular in leadership circles. I sleep seven to eight hours every single night. And when I don't, it's an anomaly. Okay. I take at least one day off where I don't work on business stuff. I don't even work on personal stuff. I do things with my family and for myself 
that just fill my cup. They raise my energy level. They help me replenish my energy level. I take off at least one full 24-hour period a week. I don't answer emails. I don't do any of that. Often, I'm trying to take two of those days off, but one of those days is usually going to be work on family stuff, personal stuff. The other is just for replenishment, right? right? Those are two things I do that have made all the difference. And you know what? I don't work as much, but my work is better. You don't have to work as much as everybody else to work better than everybody else, okay? So and true. and I can't function, man. If I go two or three days in a row now, and I had a, a consulting trip a few weeks back where I averaged five hours of sleep a night, okay? I used to average four. I averaged five, and after three days, I couldn't think clearly. I was making mistakes in some of the things I was doing. And, and the, this question came to my mind. Jeff, how long... Were you leading like this, feeling like trash and you didn't know it because it was what you set up as normal for yourself, Yeah. right? But again, it goes back to healthy, okay? I wrote The Next Level Leader and the whole idea is that we can escape average. Average leadership is not very good. Average leadership is not very healthy. Yet average is where most people fall in leadership categories. If you want to escape average leadership, and you want to step into everything that you could have in your life, your leadership, and your business, okay, it is going to take learning how to rest well. And i tell you what woke me up. What really woke me up to how poorly I was doing this was at the time I was leading a team, Mm -hmm. I had a very young assistant. She was in her early 20s. I had a couple other really young people on my team. And one day, my assistant looked at me and she said, I'm really afraid you're going to have a heart attack one day. I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, you're working all the time. I wake up and there are emails that you've sent me like throughout the throughout the night. Like I'm looking at like 3 a.m. time steps, stuff like that sometimes. She said, but I know you're in the gym usually by 4, 4.30, right? She said, so I'm looking and I don't know when you're sleeping, but every time I see you, you have an energy drink in your hand. For some of you, that may be coffee. It's something. You're compensating with something, right? I know some leaders, it's the Diet Coke they always have in their hand. Yeah. Do you always have caffeine in your hand? Because she said, so I'm seeing you send those late emails. I'm seeing you get up early, right? I'm seeing you do all that. You're always in the office before I get here. And then every time I see you, you have that energy drink. You have coffee mm-hmm. in your hand. You have something. And she said, something's got to give. Or you're just gonna you're just gonna wake up one day, have a heart attack, and die. And it took a younger leader realizing that for me to go, you may be right. Now, fast forward about six months after that, I was landed in the doctor's office. I didn't get better at this because I'm smart. I got better at this because again, I learned the hard way. Right. Sitting in a doctor's office where he said, Hey, your blood pressure's out of control. Okay. I'm in my early 30s. Your blood pressure is out of control. And if something doesn't change soon, you're going to be hospitalized to get it under control because you're at stroke levels right now. Jeff, you could have a stroke at any time because your blood pressure is going crazy and it's all stress. Well, a lot of the stress was not necessarily what I was going through. The stress was also that I wasn't rested and I didn't have any more reserves. So everything that hit me, think about it. If you're going at 80%, You're going at 75%, 80%. You may think, I've got some left in the tank. I'm not leading well. I'm going for months. I'm going at 75, 80%. But what happens when you hit that bump in the road with your business, your leadership, where all of a sudden you have to put extra energy in? If I'm leading at 75, 80% most of the time, then I have reserve tanks I can pull from, Mm -hmm. right? I can go 
90, 95, 100% for a few weeks and then make it. But if I've already been going 95 to 100% and then something happens, I don't have any margin to handle any bumps in the road. And that's when we blow up. Yeah. That's when we blow up on someone. That's when we blow up on our spouse. That's when we blow up on our family. That's when we make a mistake, right? It could be a, a very expensive mistake. It could be a mistake that loses you authority and influence. Those things happen when we don't have any margin to handle the bumps in the road. So part of being a healthy leader is resting. It's taking time to rest, refuel, to, to refuel your energy, okay? It's taking time to sleep well, uh, but it's also making sure that you're leading within the margins so that you have bandwidth mm -hmm. when something unforeseen happens. You know, um, you and I have been walking together for a while mm -hmm. and we've both been in that exact same spot. Um, there are points when you would be on an hour and a half of sleep and you'd be like, come on, man, we gotta go. And I'd be like, cool, let's get moving. <laughs> but then on the reverse, there were times where I did the same thing, where I was the one who was running, running, running. You were like, let's catch up with Corey because he's yep. you know, way, way ahead of us. And what we both had to learn was that we have to stop and rest. I took the first vacation that I've ever taken last year. Hmm. First vacation you've ever taken? Ever taken. I use vacation time to go and take care of family, to go and visit people who I love and care about, but it was never something I did for myself. So I would be, I'd leave work, you know, on a Friday, hit the road, go tend to something with a family member who needed yep. assistance, spend half a week or a week there, and then be right back home on Sunday night and at work on Monday morning. So there was mm -hmm. never any rest and rejuvenation. And what I've had to learn over that time is that I have to stop trying to put out every single fire by myself. Mm -hmm. I can't be the one who's living life all alone, doing everything everywhere all the time. Because when I'm doing that, there's nothing left in the tank. It feels like great leadership from the outside. Right. That's not actually leadership, it's isolation. Okay, Leadership is leading other people to accomplish more. Yeah. It's leading a team to accomplish more, right? But what are we teaching the people we lead? You know, um, last week, uh, my wife and I went on vacation. We had an incredible time off. We took about 10 days with us and our kids. I turned on my email autoresponders and about three days in, I had people from multiple organizations, multiple clients who were texting me saying, Hey Jeff, I sent you this email. I know you're out of town, but I need an answer on it right now. And my answer to each one of them was, Hey, you knew I was going out of yeah. You know, I was going on vacation. None of the things you're saying can't wait, actually can't wait. Every single one of them can actually wait, okay? And so I didn't answer them. I answered a couple and just said, hey, I'm about to go off the grid again, and I'm not going to be responding again until Monday. But what it did was it was those leaders that thought, you know what? I have to answer every email on vacation, yes. right? And I did that for a ton of time. What are you teaching the people you lead? If you go on vacation and you're still sending emails, you're still reading, you're still answering emails, then you're teaching the people that, that you lead, they can't actually go on vacation. Yes. They can take a trip, but they still have to figure out how to work, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of leaders right now that almost feel shamed. If I take all of my vacation, I'm going to be seen as less than. If I take all of my vacation and I actually use it, then I'm going to be looked down upon, right? right? But some of the healthiest leaders I know who lead the healthiest organizations, one of the only ways you're going to get in trouble fast 
is by not taking your vacation, right? Um, I actually know a couple of leaders who are so healthy that one of the easiest ways to get on their bad side and lose influence is to actually work or answer an email when you're on mm. vacation. Their expectation is that you're totally wow. off the grid, right? And we have to be able to get a measure of that back. Does that mean it's wrong if you answer a single uh, email on vacation? No, but we have to be able to take times to unplug. Okay. Yes. Weekly, we have to take times to unplug. Annually, we have to take times to unplug. Every single day, we have to take the time to unplug, to sleep, to rest well. Because again, a leader who is tired makes bad decisions. More than that, a leader who is tired and shows other people that that's the way to lead makes bad leaders. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just make, I, I don't want to make bad decisions, but I especially don't want to develop bad leaders because I'm teaching them right. bad habits. Yet, if I tell you the top five healthiest leaders I know, the most productive leaders that I know, they're the ones that have figured this out. They sleep, they rest, they take time off, and others say, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Because it's counterintuitive to the way that we teach leadership. Actually, I listened to uh, a recent podcast episode on the Carrie Newoff Leadership Podcast. Okay. Um, it's one that I listen to a lot in my mornings. Um, and Pastor Chris Hodges, who leads Church of the Highlands, one of the largest, fastest growing churches in the world. And what were they talking about? One of the things they talked about a ton was Sabbath, about mm-hmm. taking one day off every single week. Um, and he talked about that as being one of the most healthy rhythms that he had. Healthy leaders embrace healthy rhythms of rest. You know, um, it, that's such an interesting idea because for those leaders who are in like Christian spheres, mm-hmm. um, one of those, one of the the most important things that we teach them is remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm-hmm. Remember that you can't always do everything. So we encourage people to take time off to do all those things that are super important for them personally. Yet, yep. every so often, some comes up and it's no longer even an, an option. We want you to do those things. And a lot of people that I know of who are in Christian spheres or church spheres mm-hmm. will tell you, yeah, I don't, I don't get a Sabbath because yep. I end up working on that Sabbath day, which is something that just really kind of concerns me. So church leaders and nonprofit ministry leaders. And I can say this, that was a circle I was in until January. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife still works at a church. We love the local church. Okay. So don't hear me saying I'm against the local church. I love the local church. Um, However, I have found that church leaders and nonprofit ministry leaders are the worst at resting and keeping a Sabbath. Okay. For, For some of you, if you're not a person of faith, you may not even know what a Sabbath is, but it's the same word that a sabbatical or time away um, has actually come from. Yet, Here's the thing. I worked for a lot of ministry leaders that would fire anyone on staff if they missed a week of tithing, okay? Because we have to model for the people we lead the truths that we believe. Correct. Yet those same leaders hadn't taken a Sabbath day in probably at least three months. What's the difference? They're both important. If you are a church leader or if you are a nonprofit ministry leader and you are listening, we should be leading the way for leaders. Leaders from the for-profit world should be looking at church leaders and nonprofit leaders to learn rhythms of healthy rest. Yeah. But instead, uh, often it's the people of God that try to do the things of God 
outside of the way that God told us to do them. Yeah. Right? So if you're a person of faith, understand even scripturally, God has said that rest is vitally important to leadership every week. We need to take that time away. So uh, again, I, I'm not trying to be hard on anybody, but if you're a leader and you're wearing a lack of rest as a badge of honor, I, I just, I, I want you to leave a little frustrated today because that's stupid. I don't say that a lot, but that is you leading less than who you should be. That is you leading less than optimal effectiveness and you're teaching other people to do the same thing. Sure. So if you're a leader and you are not resting, and you are not sleeping, it's time to buck up, it's time to change, and it's time to say, I'm going to lead not average anymore, I'm not going to lead basically drunk anymore, I'm going to lead next level, and part of that means living in rhythms of rest and modeling, most yes. importantly, modeling, modeling rhythms of rest. And why? Why today is burnout, depression, anxiety, all three of those are buzzwords. All three of those are at record highs. Mm -hmm. And companies are actually having to pay now more money for their people to uh, actually get mental health treatment, most of which could be solved. A lot of it could be yeah. solved early, especially burnout, if we would rest. Yes. I think about Elijah in scripture to go back to faith. But um, if you're a person of faith, you probably know this story. But Elijah the prophet had had one of the greatest wins he had ever had. Mm -hmm. And then less than a day later, actually just a few hours later, ended up on a mountain under a tree praying that God would kill him. He was suicidal. Yeah, He was so depressed he was suicidal. And an angel came to him. And what did the angel say? The angel didn't say something's wrong with you because God doesn't ever think something's wrong with you just because you're going through anxiety or depression, right? The angel didn't bring him a Prozac. The angel didn't come and counsel him. Do you know what the angel did? What did he do? He said, you need to have a snack. Here's something to eat. And you need to sleep. And then when he woke up, he said, here, eat again and sleep again. And then after he'd had a snack and a nap twice, two snacks, two naps, he woke up rejuvenated and no longer wanted to kill himself, no longer wanted to die. Now, hey, sometimes we need medicine. We need counseling. I've been two years of counseling. But often we can head that off at, on the front end. We can spend less money on trying to get our people healthy again if we help them learn how to stay healthy right. on the front end. One of the best things you can do as a small business owner or as, a, as an organizational leader is to, to really develop a culture within your organization of rhythms of rest. Your people will be better. They'll be more creative. They'll make better decisions. It's going to cost you less money in the long run. We think... If we give our people more time off, if they take all their vacation, if they don't work, you know, outside, then we're losing something. But I would actually say this, you will gain more by helping them learn healthy rhythms of rest. They're going to accomplish more if they're at their best when they're doing it. Absolutely. Um, you know, for for another personal example, uh, I work in for a, um, a small business. Uh, it's a real estate company that I work for. And it's super important that we take our vacation time. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there are a lot of times when that becomes a difficult thing. It becomes something that is a little bit harder to do. There are yeah. seasons when I can take off and take whatever time I need. There are also seasons that I have to stay busy because there's so many projects that have to be done. So none of us, neither one of us are saying that there has to be every single week the same amount of rest. There's a season that you and I just recently walked through where 
a family that we know and love very, very dearly needed a lot of assistance, um, needed some some people to just be there to be a shoulder for them. And in that season, there were lots of sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we did find our ways back into those rhythms of rest. And it made us better because we already had that reserve in us because we were establishing these better habits. So we were able to already have some reserve to give more. Mm -hmm. And then we also were able to go, hey, we need to be refilled ourselves. So it it doesn't always have to look the same. Every seven days does not have to be the exact same. Oh, today I have to rest for 30 minutes. Or, oh, today's Saturday, so that means that I can't do anything for 24 hours. There will come times when those rhythms that you're creating have to be broken. They get disrupted. Because it's life. But the this is not about a legalistic calendar. Correct. Right? This is about a rhythm of health. Yes. Okay? And again, so you, you gave the example of, of the family um, that we had to walk through that season with, right? Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that well if we had not had those reserves. Again, yes. if you go 100% all of the time, and I was a 100% all the time kind mm-hmm. of person, and I would make my biggest mistakes anytime there was a bump in the road. Why? Because I had no bandwidth. I had no margin, okay? It is not a bad thing to run at 75 to 80%, okay? That's what you should be running at. You need time right. for your family. You need time for you. But you have that margin for the future. So the first thing was we had that margin. The second thing, we were able to recognize that this season in our lives and leadership, it's time to rest. I was able to recognize it in you. You were able to recognize it in me. And we mm-hmm. we built that as an important part of our relationship of being able to ask those questions, okay? Absolutely. Is it a part of your culture where people can, one, do you have that margin? And does anybody in your life, are they able to ask you the questions if they see you needing to get that margin back, needing right. to get that rest back? But second, are you building a culture on your team where people are asking each other about that? Are you building a culture where you're teaching people how to have margin for when the heavy things come? Because if not, look, I know a, I know plenty. I can probably think of a hundred right off the top of my head today. Leaders who are great young leaders, great you know leaders in their own organizations that their families are struggling. Mm-hmm. They're struggling with burnout. They're looking for other jobs simply because there's no rest time. They're burning the candle at both ends. They've said, I can't do this and keep my marriage. I can't do this and stay healthy. I can't do this for the rest of my life and stay effective. And their companies have no idea they're about to leave. And when they leave, it's going to simply be because there were no healthy rhythms of rest. And eventually, if I have to choose between my my, my job here and my family, I'm going to choose my family. If I have to choose between my health and a job here, I'm going to choose my health. So leaders, if you want to hold on to your best talent and you want them to be most effective, most productive, it all comes down to healthy rhythms of rest. We want people to give their best, but we also want to have times where they shrink back. Okay, they take that time to rest. They take that yeah. time to refuel their energy because if not, you're only getting you're only getting a portion of who you hired. You're only getting a portion of who God sent to your organization. So I think we have to be very, very intentional, Corey. And that's the thing. It's not going to be every week. It's right. not always going to be perfect. But what's your regular rhythm? Is your regular rhythm one of exhaustion or one of healthy rest? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you know, I don't think it could have been said any better than that. Place where I currently work, I have to travel about one time a month. And those are the super, super intense, super stressful weeks 
because I spent an entire week uh, away from my home, my family, uh, taking care of projects um, at a property that I only visit about six to eight times a year. So I squeeze a whole lot of stuff in there as quickly as possible so that I can get as much stuff done. Those are the days when I'm working 12 hours a day because I'm working. If the sun's up, I'm there working. Once the sun's down, I'm in my hotel cranking stuff out. Meeting, setting up meetings, having dinners with vendors and people and tenants and all those things that I would do if I was closer to that property. And I'm doing all that as quick as possible. And it's super draining. Mm -hmm. What that means, though, is that I've learned to establish some time the next week where I can take some time away from my office, where I can take some time away from my daily job to do those things for myself so that I can establish and maintain those rhythms. Because just because it was thrown off this one week, it doesn't mean that I have to keep that new habit or make that into a habit. I have to make sure that I'm still going to be super intentional about finding myself time to rest. And if we want to lead people well, if you're leading a team, you have to help them find that. Yes. You have to help them see that that's a priority, okay? So when you know your team's going through an extremely heavy time where they're given 100%, 110%, you know, you've had big events, you've had times where everybody's been working harder than normal, give your team the gift of a flex day. Mm -hmm. They may not realize they can take that, okay? They may not realize that's important because they still have so much to do on their to-do list. One of the best ways we can lead them is to say, no, your to-do list will still be there tomorrow and you'll be better at it if you take a day. Everybody take a day this week. We're going to flex because we've been working so hard. That's a gift to your team, okay? And I'm going to tell you, if you don't do it and you tell them to do it, then they're gonna they're gonna do what you do, not what you say. Absolutely. They're still gonna be working because they're gonna realize the boss is to work. And so we have to do that with them. But the other thing that we have to do, we really gotta ask this question. If the culture you're in, the organization you're a part of, okay. if it's not okay within your culture to give or take those flex days, I would encourage you to ask why. I would encourage you to have some hard conversations. And if that doesn't change, I would encourage you to find another place to lead. Hmm. Okay. Because that's not a healthy culture. A healthy culture, one that's going to last, is going to have healthy, sustainable rhythms of rest. Because if they don't, a mistake's going to be made. Yes. That organization is not going to stand long term. Okay, so it's part of being a leader is making decisions early. Sometimes we leave what is comfortable for what is better. Or we have conversations with those that lead us about how we can better lead our people. So um, we, we have to look out for our teams. If we don't we're inadvertently teaching them bad habits in the process. And we're going to be held accountable, I believe, for the leaders we develop and what we teach them. Absolutely. Um, So if you get nothing else from today's podcast, I really hope that you guys will learn to take advantage or take the opportunity to rest. Spend that time with your family. Strengthen your relationships at home. Because when we lead with better home relationships, better home environments, then not only are we better leaders to the house, we're better leaders to the organization that we work in. That's right. Work hard, hustle, give your all, but also take times to rest so that you can stay at your best. So good. That is so good. Thank you so much, Jeff, for this conversation. Um, I really hope that our listeners got something out of it. They were able to hear, no matter how uncomfortable it was, but they were able to hear that they need to be taking rest. And I hope that they are able to see a distinct advantage to being restful. Yep. Um, so Jeff, hopefully uh, there's some great things coming up in the future. 
Uh, I know that there's people who will hear this podcast today who are unaware of um, just the next level leadership circles yep. and the next level leader community. Um, so I want to encourage everyone to find their way to those Facebook groups. Uh, yeah, so there's a Facebook group, the Next Level Living Community. Um, it is a community of leaders. It's a community of entrepreneurs. It's a community of dreamers, people who just want to live their life at another level. Um, so if you're looking for accountability, you're looking for motivation, inspiration, encouragement, that is a free place to go. Just search on Facebook, the Next Level Living Community. Um, also with the Next Level Living Community and Next Level Leadership, they combine in what we call growth circles, um, where you can be a part of different group coaching sessions, individual coaching sessions, um, mastermind groups, master classes, where we grow together. And if you want to take that extra step and you really want to invest in your leadership, you want to invest in your own development, the best way to do that is growth circles. You can go to jeffcochran.online, jeffcochran.online, and just click on the growth circles icon there. It's going to give you all the information that you need. We'd love to have you. Um, there's not a ton of space available. So as the spots come open, grab one or you can get on the waiting list. But we'd love to have you be a part of that. Um, and if you just want to go further with leadership principles that we talk about on this podcast, check out the Next Level Leader book. You can grab that on Amazon or at jeffcochran.online. Such a good book. It was so such a timely read for me. And I know that it is the same for has been the same and will be the same for a lot of other readers. So until the next time. Uh, we thank you for joining us today, and we'd just like to remind you that we are all growing together. Yeah, you can grow to the next level one day, one step at a time.